you're wanting to empower smart women and professionals who are probably just burnt out, just done with like the corporate life. Mm -hmm. And like you're providing another way for them to use their skills and do it on their terms. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. This episode is sponsored by my very own Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. If you're looking to work from the comfort of your own home or the beaches of Bali or your RV or wherever, this is the only training that prepares you to do the actual client work and work in a role of a digital marketing assistant, a real job title. In this 12-week program, you'll set up your business, which is what most VA courses teach you anyway, and you'll also learn how to do the freelance marketing work that clients expect you to know. You'll get detailed training modules on email marketing, blogging, SEO, funnels, social media, affiliate management, and a brand new module about using and managing AI tools. We'll have weekly Q&As, office review hours for your portfolios, and for your marketing assets. We'll have guest speakers to talk about confidence, discovery calls, and pricing. Plus, we're sharing job leads, yes, so you could very easily take on clients before you finish the program. And you'll also get three months inside the Digital Marketers Workgroup, our community of freelance marketers and VAs. It'll be a safe community to help hold your hand as you get started in this business. Mentorship, networking, and an obscene amount of support, we have it all inside UDMA School. No one is going to hold your hand as a freelancer. Clients expect you to know what you're doing and take control, and this is where you can step in with a real job title and ditch the admin VA world and work as a higher paid, highly prized marketing assistant. Go to UDMA school to get on the wait list or enroll when the card opens on October 17th. I'll see you inside. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Emily Reagan. I am thrilled about the signups and future unicorns we're creating inside the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School right now. We are closing our cart. If you want to grab a seat, there's a few left. Go to udmaschool.com. We only launch this program once a year. And the reason I started this was to help you and people like Brittany really get the leg up in their freelance digital service business, tailor their services to marketing to be able to charge more and experience the ultimate freedom. Marketing is value-based. It's closer to the sale. It's fun, it's creative, it's analytical, and it will open the doors to being any kind of project manager, launch manager, content manager, or even an online business manager. So my guest today, Brittany, is one of my OGs who's been around for a few years, and I actually brought her on the show to give us a healthy dose of reality, what it's like starting out. I never want to be the person sugarcoating it, acting like you can charge $75 an hour as a brand new admin assistant, making it seem like those 10K months like happen instantaneously. It's not true. And it takes work. And the truth is not everyone is cut out to be a freelancer. A safe way to begin with any kind of self-employment business is to start it as a side hustle. I know, I think Brittany has a beef with that. But start as a side hustle and dabble in it for a while. Take on a client or two and work through it slowly. And then that way you're not coming from a place of, I need all of the money right now, but you set yourself up. I did the same thing when my daughter, when I first found out I was pregnant with kid number four, I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to be able to do all of this and raise four kids and be the default parent? But the truth of the matter is, I could just do what I had done for years, which is the amount of work I needed to do and be able to scale when she hit kindergarten. And when she hit kindergarten, I could hit the ground running. That's what I want for you guys. If you are able to do this while in a nine to five and take on a client or two, and you're doing services like marketing that don't require regular office hours that compete with your current job, that's the way to do it. That's what I did when I first started freelancing with my PR skills. I wrote press releases outside of my nine to five. I can't even remember when I did it. I don't know, morning, evening, weekends, it didn't really matter, but that's how I proved the model and got the ball rolling and started doing what Brittany talks about here today, building your reputation, meeting clients where they are 
and just building the reputation. So she shares a lot of good insight. I think her background is very interesting coming from a nonprofit and having a little touch of marketing in there with her website knowledge, but really being able to hone it in. And Brittany has just built a solid reputation for herself. She has exceptional marketing skills and knowledge. Her clients are always happy with her. I'm always hearing them raving about her. And it's just so cool how she's able to bring it all together. And you can learn a lot from her. Brittany is one of our champions inside our digital marketers work group. And she calls herself officially the modern marketer. You can find her over on Brittany Gardner Creative on Instagram. Please tag her and say thank you. So Brittany took the course back when it had a different name and originally started freelancing. And she'll tell you all about that. But it's people like her who get me so excited because they came with some knowledge They were burned out and ready to do it for themselves. And now she's in a small town in Idaho, and she's able to scoop up all of the local businesses because she can say magical words like copywriting, marketing, SEO. And I just know that she's going big places. So, all right, let's jump into the interview with Brittany. And if you are on the fence about UDMA school, reach out, send me a DM. Let's talk. We can see if this is the right place for you. And Brittany will shed light on what it really takes to have a self-employed business. She uses an analogy with gardening. And I found it even true with my course-facing business. It did take some time. The good news is you don't need to be building the audience and doing what I'm doing. You're just helping your clients do it. So that's, you know, pressure's off. All right, let's jump in. Hey, Brittany, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here and sharing your freelancer story. I know so many listeners are going to learn a lot from you. You have been in this business for a couple years now, and I think you give a good perspective of what it takes to be successful. And I would just love if you shared a little bit about your life, where you live, what you were doing before all of this freelance work, and give us insight to your your life. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I currently live in the mountains of Idaho. Prior to that, I lived in Boston, was living my life there. And that was after I graduated college and grew up in sunny Orange County, California. And that's kind of where I got involved with doing kind of marketing tasks. When I started doing like marketing things, it was because I was volunteering with my church. And so I had a lot of just kind of like opportunities and put myself forward. I was always the behind the scenes person. I joke all the time that like in second grade, I knew I wanted to be like a teacher slash helper because we'd go and set up the classroom before school started and like help all of the teachers and doing all of that. So like, I was just like, it was like a natural thing. Like I wasn't the teacher's pet, but I was like the teacher's assistant. Oh, (laughs) you know, I was just like a natural thing to always help somebody. And so when, you know, I started getting involved in youth group, it was like, Hey, like my school's teaching us how to build websites. Can I build us a website? And then, Instagram came around. I was like, hey, we should have an Instagram because that's where all the high schoolers are. And it's like, how can we like meet the need? So I was always just kind of incorporating the technology that I was using and just figured out it was like, hey, I should probably just put it out there and try it for our youth group and what we're doing there. And it just always sigged weighed into learning what was new. And so you know, build a Tumblr blog, build a WordPress website, build the Instagram page, the Facebook page. And it landed me a job in Boston when I graduated. And I was basically doing the same thing, had free reign to basically do whatever I wanted marketing wise. So redo all our websites, create like, I think 16 different Instagram accounts for all the college campuses that my job like reached out to starting to do email marketing, doing Facebook ads, like everything just like exploded during that time. So I just have always grown up with it and just kind of been infused into who I am. So what was your college degree? I don't know if I know that. So fun. It was comparative religion. (laughs) Oh, I did know that. I forgot. Yes. So interesting. So you brought this natural tendency to play with new tools and share them. Like there's this whole side of you too that 
likes to share and help and educate as well. So I can see how that fits together. But that has nothing to do with your degree. I find that so fascinating and liberating. Yeah, I so college for me was like a drawn out process because I didn't want to go. I wanted to travel the world like any good 18 year old high school graduate wants to. My parents said no, had to go to college, started taking classes, started to just like realize math was not a friend of mine and got some really bad math grades that prevented me from moving forward. I ended up taking kind of like a step back, going at my own pace and trying some other like avenues that hadn't picked a major. So I did marketing at one point and like my AA, I was like one class away from getting a marketing degree. No but I was just like, I'm not going to do another class just to have it. Like I want to be done and I want to transfer back to the four-year college and finish my degree. So I just kind of more of a natural, like things like I do is just more natural. I try to follow my path and not be somebody I, I'm not. And so the comparative religion side, I thought was like super interesting. You get to like see people in a different light because like we all grow up with assumptions about one another from like your family or something. And a lot of times it's rooted in your culture and your culture has, you know, a deep religion that's usually reflected in it or like a philosophy. And so when you get into the nitty gritty, you start realizing like your communication to others could be offensive. It could be something that they don't resonate with mm -hmm. and your assumptions don't work. So like even bringing that back into marketing, it's like, I understand at a deeper level, how people think and want to interact with like, marketing materials, because I understand who they are, from their point of origin. Oh, I love that. And it's so deep. Yeah, which is kind of like me and all my books. <laughs> yeah, and all your books. I have a, a, a small taste over here too. I find it fascinating that People don't always see themselves in the marketing, like, oh, I need a four-year degree or a fancy certification. And I think it's so liberating to know, like, no, you don't actually need to do that. But you do need to think on your feet and apply things from, like, your degree actually probably make you better than most marketers because you're just thinking at it a different level instead of, like, this is what the bro told me to do. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started on bros. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to go there with the bro marketers. <laughs> Tell me what you were doing when you decided to take this awesome skill set and make it your own business. I was doing nothing. <laughs> okay, there's more to it than that. <laughs> no, so I ended up with a really crappy job situation when we moved to Idaho. I was recruited by a place to come in and do their website. And they like offered me $14 an hour. Oh my God. And there's like a lot more back drama to it because it just wasn't that. But I ended up just like experiencing the like good old boy club, like in a way that I had never experienced before. Like this person was just like, you know, asking questions of like, oh, when are you going to baby? And it was just kind of like, are you trying to get rid of me? Like, what's up with this? You can't ask those questions. And so, we kind of butted heads and then like job description wise, there was a lot of just ambiguity. And every time that I asked like, Hey, what's actually like my job here? And like, can I like, like get a job description and a scope and like, can we actually structure this instead of like, Oh, you need to go watch this so-and-so's kid while they like do this. And it's like, I'm here for the website, not to watch kids, but yeah. And this okay. wasn't an um, employee situation, right? Yeah. And so when we finally got a meeting to talk about like, hey, what do you want to do here? And I was like, I made a joke. I'm like, oh, well, probably do everything but like X, Y, and Z. But if you taught me, I probably could do it. And I was just like joking, like, just like, tell me what you want me to do. Like, the person like looked at me and was like, all I hear is you can do anything, but you can't do one thing. And I just remember being like, what the heck? And so walked away from the job finally at that point, because it was just like, yeah, really defeated. COVID happened like two weeks later. Oh, my God. So it was like, oh, how am I going to get a job now? So 
I definitely like did a lot of gig work, hustled from like February to like August. I made up more money <laughs> doing gig work than I did at that previous job. <laughs> nice. And I finally just was like at the point of like, okay, I need to find a job. And I started looking and it was like the same thing. Salary in Idaho is not fabulous. Yeah. So it was just really hard to sit there and be like, okay, like the two previous jobs I had, I was severely underpaid. Or like my very first job where I was like managing Starbucks for like 11 years. I was severely overpaid to the point where like a new like manager came in and was like, we need to move you to a different store because your overhead's too much for this store because we don't bring enough volume. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, that's good to know. So that kind of just has always been this weird thing. And I just realized, I'm like, why do I want to like be severely underpaid? I have a college degree. It was just getting really like defeating. And I just remember like popping up onto Facebook and somebody with like a unicorn had a background ad that said like business owners need people who can do it all. And I was just like, really? <laughs> Click, read the whole entire list description. And it was like, yeah, like we need people who can do marketing, email marketing, build websites, do funnels, like all of these things. And I'm like, I can do all of that. But this guy told me I can't. And I was just like, the hope that little piece of hope that I needed was just there in that like one little marketing blurb. And I'm usually not the gimmicky, like I'm going to click on an ad. I just skip everything. But this one caught my attention. <laughs> it was to you in a masterclass. And at the time, it was hard for my husband and I we were like, going back and forth, like, should I like, like, how are we going to pay for this? And like, you know, we're like, looking at our credit card statements and trying to figure out like, okay, well, if we do it this month, we could do, you know, and just being like, will I ever get the money back? And then I signed up. And I think we did was like, October, when we signed up. So by December, I was already interviewing for jobs. And by January 1st, I was like, booked out completely. So oh it God. was <laughs> total like 180 from like where I was just feeling like I couldn't do anything and preparing for like a call center job for the rest of my life to being like doing something I love and doing it like well and having people actually like affirm that I can do what I said that I could do. Oh my gosh. And flash forward real quick. You just got nominated for the best SEO strategist. What was the other one in your, in your- copyright? copywriter in your town. Like, holy crap. Can you take a minute and like, think about how far you went from somebody telling you like, you can't do that. And like trying to make you babysit their kids and do stuff that wasn't in the job description to like, freaking owning it. Yeah, this year has definitely been like, the year of celebration and just feeling like I'm finally getting into my own groove and that like imposter syndrome mm -hmm. that you have. The like the first year, it's like, okay, I'm doing this and you feel it. And you're like, okay, like, you teeter totter, like, it could go one way or another. And like, you have to have the faith to move forward. And then, like, the second year, it's just kind of like, okay, I did it. Now what? And trying to figure out like, what you need to do to move forward and kind of, you know, protect your business to make it sustainable, right? You don't want to just fall off the iceberg. And so like, the third year, like, I feel like I have just like, taken off because it's like, okay, I got over the new, the new to the crew jitters. And I just feel like I'm fitting in and aligning more. And I'm understanding like, okay, this is something I'm capable of for sure. And I do provide a pretty great service. And mm -hmm. I do help business owners with what I say I'm going to help them with, and they're going to see results. So yeah. that's what I'm always excited about. <laughs> You're really good at what you do. You have a lot of knowledge and it's been so fun to see this come together. And I can't thank you enough for just sharing this journey and what it really looks like because what grosses me out is that TikTok VA coach who's like $75 an hour. And I'm like, that doesn't exist. And that doesn't exist overnight either. And the reality mm -hmm. is it takes time and it takes the, the persistence, the grit, the consistency to build this business and make it successful. And now you're in the sweet spot. Tell everybody what you do as far as your services so we kind of know where you ended up. I kind of just, like I said, I like doing it all. The idea of doing like one thing for the rest of my life just 
like scares me and bores me at the same time. Yeah. So like I do like to do a little bit of everything, but I'm niching down more. And so I really am focusing on business owners who need websites specifically on Squarespace, like doing the coding, SEO, all of the, the fun things that can be found in Squarespace. I do SEO audits and blog posts and writing, which has been kind of like, I think how I've gotten a lot of my clients is that everybody wants to just have their SEO improved. And it kind of naturally goes into like, well, we got to fix your blogs and <laughs> start through there and looking at their copy and, you know, starting to suggest certain things and like, hey, here's a good formula and like template for you to use when you're writing blogs and then kind of explaining more of the content. So then it, you know, grows that way. And then doing a lot of just like audits and like one-on-one -on -one calendar planning sessions and, and kind of stuff like that to where we can like look at your business in a like a holistic point of view and like make systematic changes that build off of one another so that it's not just like, I need that free for all. It's like, hey, okay, like, let's start with first shoes, you know, move to the pants, move to the shirt, move to the hat, and get you like fully dressed and ready for, you know, your business to fully operate. I love that because it's integrated marketing. One hand affects the other. And there's so many people who stay in their lane and do it in isolation. I'm glad you figured out how to bring those together in this yeah. creative very valuable, much needed package, right? Like I feel like it's so easy for people to think, I'm just going to specialize in this. And then it's like crickets and you have to kind of meet them where they are as you're building your name. Like you're only in the third year of your business and it's going and you know, it's going to be different next year and the year after, but that's what yeah. you did so well. Meet them where they are. You, I watched you over the years get clear about who you work with, who you don't. I mean, we all gain clarity with these clients, good and bad, and we learn lessons, but you've also done a really good job at shedding the ones that aren't working and like you keep moving up too. Yeah. And I think that's also just from like the experience that I've had and just that fear of like, oh my gosh, like, can I do it? Can I do it? And then like pulling the trigger, doing it and then seeing like, oh, heck yeah, I got a heck of a lot better clients after I did that. And like, you start to realize like, it's scary and you don't want to because you want your safety blanket, but you have to at some point to be able to like move forward and to like mm -hmm. help control yourself and your business and make sure that you're aligning with people that respect you just as much as you respect them, right? I'm not your employee that you get to walk all over, right? I've been there, done that, not gonna do that again. And I'm confident enough now to be like, I want to work with people that will respect me and respect, you know, our business relationship and treat me like a human and somebody who is valued instead of, oh, you're just replaceable. You've witnessed that. You experienced that. But as a freaking freelancer, independent contractor, you own your own business. Like you get to pick and choose. You have to put yeah. up with that. Yeah. And it's like the same thing, like within our work group, there are so many jobs that come through. And like, I try doing the like, you know, apply for every single one of them and do the numbers game. That was just the most exhausting month of my life. It was like the November, December, end of the year thing where like, now that I know, business just dies down during like those months. Like I don't ever have like an expectation now to get clients during the, those months. So I prepare before then to make sure that like, okay, they're probably gonna drop down, drop off, like it's fine. But during that time, I interviewed like 45 different job ops that came through and I worked zero of them because they did not align with me. They didn't know what they wanted, just personality types wise. But then like when I went back to just doing like, hey, this job op came in and it sounds like it'd be a good fit, go and look at their, you know, social media real quick and see what their brands is all about. And I go, Hey, I think I want to work with them, send them the email, schedule or discovery call, boom, I land the job. Woo! And it's because it's like, that's how things are aligning for me. I'm not desperately trying just to find something to give me an income. Now I, I want to make sure that I can trust the person I work with. I, I can trust their brand and trust that we're going to be a good fit. We can meet each other at the same spot and work to elevate one another up. 
yeah, it becomes a business decision. There's not emotion in it. There's like looking out for yourself. I think that goes back to you walking away from that first client when we first joined the work group too. You have to take that emotion out of it and that personal attachment and just see that long-term this is not serving me. And it's hard. It's hard, but you've got to put yourself first in your business. You had a good metaphor for these first three years of business. Like, what is that? Yeah. So like my last name is Gardner. And so we've tried to figure out like multiple ways to figure out like a gardening marketing strategy without being like really gimmicky. But I think the reality is, is like when you get a plant and you put a plant in your yard for the first year, you watch it and it just like kind of blooms and it does nothing. And it stays the same size and you pray that it comes back the next year. You celebrate that you didn't kill it. Yes, (laughs) that's for sure. Right? The second year it comes back, it doesn't look like it did a thing. It's alive. It's working. But you're not seeing that it's putting all of its energy into the roots down below. So you're not seeing any of its growth really outright. It's just strengthening itself. And so that's like kind of your second year of business is that, you know, okay, you survived your first year, second year, you're now like honing down your skills, niching out you know, figuring out what your business is about so that in the third year, which is like where I'm at right now, you can thrive and you bloom and like the plant, like, you know, doubles in size and, you know, each year after it just gets bigger and bigger, healthier and healthier. And, you know, you survive that way. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now, where I say like, I'm in my third year planting and like, I'm going to bloom where I'm planted, the old school Mary Englebright reference. And just trust the process right like you can plant but you still need to like nurture yourself with you know some fertilizer so take some courses study up on the latest tech and everything and just like nurture yourself but you don't have to you know reroute yourself you don't have to do anything else like you're there you're established you're growing and you're doing and that's just kind of that like process of business growth i think i agree i think there's so much happening under that soil, like you said, the strengthening and we just expect it to be like all shiny and pretty outwardly for everybody. But like you've got to get it together under the hood, like when it comes to your mindset, when it comes to how you do the work, how you interact with clients and it's preparing you for those big moments. Yeah, I love that analogy. I think more people need to realize when they start a business, the reality of like what it takes long term. A lot of long term. It is a lot of hustle late nights. Like there's sometimes I don't get to enjoy weekends, but I have like the weekdays all free to do whatever I want to do, you know, and trying to sync up things like it's a different type of business and it's a different type of commitment, but it's also something that you can set in your hours and you can determine. So awesome to be able to just like peace out and be like, hey, I'm going to travel to Portland and work from my sister-in-law's house. I don't have to be in the mountains of Idaho all day. I think some people see this VA thing. And even even my friend Brayden said, don't all VAs just want to be full-time employees? I'm like, no. There's someone in the work group who works 60 hours a week right now. She's making bank. I'm like, girl, watch out. Like, watch out for burnout. Like, that's a whole other topic. But that's what she wants. That's what she chooses, she's on fire right now, is lighting her up. She, if she's able to balance her stuff, that's great. There's other people in the work group who have one client and they're like completely happy with that, working like minimal hours. And like, this is the beauty of this business. And when you want to ramp up, if you've done the work, like you're able to expand that accordion. Oh, yeah. And I think like that's the same thing. Like, I started off with like six clients. By the end of that year, I think I dropped to like three for the same price because I work smarter, not harder. I raise my rates. I like realize like, Oh, this is more of a premium service. And like the next year, like I survived like pretty much two clients last year and I could just go to the one and be like, Hey, I have extra hours. Do you want me to do anything extra this, this month? Oh yeah. 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 Can I monopolize? Yes. Please monopolize my hours. And so <laughs> that's kind of the relationship where it is. It's just like having that communication with them. Do you want to make an extra 2000 to 5000 or more a month freelancing as a digital marketing assistant from the comfort of your own home, RV, 
tent, Airbnb, mom's basement, you name it. Enroll in UDMA school right now. The doors are open through October 24th. UDMA school is a high touch group coaching program to help you start, launch, and run a digital marketing service business. I teach you the same marketing workflows I've done behind the scenes of over a hundred clients business in the last decade. It goes well beyond cookie cutter templates and vague services that all the other VAs use, and it will prepare you for the real job title of marketing assistant. You'll get your foot in the door as a marketing assistant and climb up the ladder to be so much more. Enroll now at udmaschool.com. That's why like, I don't necessarily have to like go into the work group as much anymore to find clients is because like, I have a pool of people I've worked with before that return for, you know, hey, I need this or this, or, you know, they've referred me out. And so I just get work now by word of mouth. And it's like, awesome. Because, you know, I'm still your three, I do Squarespace websites. And at this moment, I don't have a website, you know, but I can show (laughs) you my portfolio. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't needed to, and I've been successful, right? You don't have to have all of your ducks in a row when you first start out. You can literally have a Gmail email account and a PayPal account and just go for it. And that's how we started back in 2020. That's all I did. And then as I started doing the work and doing more, I started building my own systems and processes and made things better. To where like, yeah, now I have some more business expenses, but it comes at the ability to streamline and move forward, right? So I'm saving my time, (laughs) investing a little bit of money into my business that way. Oh, I like that you talked about the website thing because that's such a sticking point. And yeah, you're kind of the anomaly of the website designer who doesn't have one. So I'm going to put that out there. But what has happened was you built your name and your reputation and that's preceding you. And I get, you know, DMs and messages from business owners and sometimes they'll be like, oh, she doesn't have like a good social. I'm like, if she's not offering social, don't sweat it. Sometimes it doesn't even freaking matter. She's so booked out and busy, which hello, this is me for years, not building my audience, didn't have a website. And it worked. It did work. But you, your reputation is what's really taking off right now and the word of mouth referrals. Yeah. You know, which is awesome because like I tell everybody, like, I'm the behind the scenes person. Like I'm not trying to be the face of your business. I'm trying to make you the face of your business. Like, let me help you. And I'm happy to be behind the stage, stage mom, making everything happen. So what I wanted to ask you, if you have now built this reputation, why are you still in the work group? Biggest thing, I'm loyal, right? You've done me a solid. Like you, this is like the no cheese factor. Like you literally gave me like the tools, empowered me, encouraged me to be able to do what I'm doing today, right? So first off, like, thank you, I love it. And then two, once you take your course, you get put into the work group. And within the work group, you have all of the trainings. So there's like a time when a client of mine was like trying to switch her course to Kajabi. And I'm like, hey, no sweat, like, I got you. Went in, crash coursed all of your Kajabi trainings went back to her, helped her do things only for them to be like, yeah, I didn't like it. So we're going to move to another platform. (laughs) Okay, but I know Kajabi now, you know, and it's great because you just get to add your tools and you get to do things. But also the community vibe of it. I'm doing stuff on my own right now. Like I live in a town of 700. It is isolating where I am. I don't have people doing this. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, going to mixers and stuff like that because it's not accessible to me. So being able to have the group is allowing me to build the business connections and the community of like like-minded individuals who are doing the work. You're going to find a hundred other people who've been there, been in those shoes and is going to encourage you and is going to remind you that there are people who are aligned with you who want to pay you what you are worth and want to respect you for what you're doing. So like just being a part of that, I think is great being able to help mentor others that Mm -hmm. showing them like it's possible. Yeah. Now you're a leader and you're reaching back and grabbing the hands of those, you know, who just started and helping them. You have to have a healthy dose of reality when you're starting out. It does take a little work and it does take like, you know, don't quit your job to become a VA or a digital marketing assistant 
or anything like, do not quit your job. Stay with your job and start working, you know, the ratio to be in your favor of going and quitting your job. But like, don't do that and immediately think you're going to like replace your income because it's not going to happen. Yeah, it takes some freaking time for that. And I think that's what breaks my heart the most. Although we have stories of people who, I mean, even you got booked out pretty quickly. We've had some people like book some pretty big clients pretty quickly, but I think it's a harder transition for the person in a nine to five trying to add that on and juggle more, add in kids, fur babies, family situations. And it's not always like the normal timeline. I had nothing to lose by doing this except for like whatever I invested into the course. So like, even if like you're a stay at home mom, like you don't need the income, but you're bored, like sure, go all in, do what you can. But like, if you're starting out from like another job and looking for that replacement, it could take a lot longer. And that's why it's saying like, you have to think through like that planning. Like I now know like November, December, probably not gonna get clients. I'm gonna work my buds off between January and October, making sure that I have enough income to cover Christmas presents. That's what I'm doing now because I know that that time isn't guaranteed. And you also want to, you know, if you want to take off too, like you can expand right now with extra marketing projects to prepare for that. So you can like have a balanced life. Yeah. We have to change our mindset that this isn't corporate. Like we're not in a corporate business situation and that, you know, you get to dictate how your business is set up and run and what you allow and not allow into your business. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had a client that is trying to grow and like, like bless them. They are trying to grow their Instagram and she hired me originally to do her Instagram. Okay. And we did it. And like, she had 400 followers when she hired me, we got her to like a thousand before I was just like, I'm done. And she's like, Oh, what's up? I'm like, you're not willing to do anything. Like, face-wise, like you're not doing stories, you're not doing videos, you're not putting yourself out there. So like, yeah. and this was like before reels were even like big. It was just kind of like, I just need something. Like no one knows who you are. So you sound like you're a bot at this point. And I'm like, I don't think this is the right place for you to grow. Where like, it'd be great for you to do it on Pinterest because like you have this huge YouTube following, like let's move you to Pinterest because it's an SEO rich searchable thing. Like if I am searching for what you teach, I'm not going on Instagram, I'm going on Pinterest. And so she finally like gave me the okay to try it out. And like, what did I do? Oh, I increased her like whole entire reach and her like everything in that like one month period of just showing her like, you have more reach here than you do on Instagram. So like, can we please refocus your like, marketing towards Pinterest and just being like, we, we need to do that. Like we can keep your Instagram going, but like your, your people are out here and let's meet them there instead of trying to make Instagram happen for you. Cause if you're not putting it, your effort in, it's not going to happen. I feel like I meet a lot of clients who want to make Pinterest work. And then I'm like, you don't have enough content. You don't have the right photos in. It's so interesting. But yes, what you described was what my goal of the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistance School is to empower you, anyone who takes the course, anyone who who graduates as an assistant, a marketing assistant, to come into a business, level up really quickly, but think on your feet because every single business is different and you need to apply. And this is the difference of my stupid business minor degree where it was theory, 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 Nothing applicable to real life didn't empower me and get me ready for to be hireable, but that is really the core of it right here. I wanted to go back to a little bit of your story with the course. Was it October 2020 when you joined? Yes. Okay. And then you were booked out by January? I was booked out before the end of the year. So January 1st is when I officially started work for everybody, but I ended up with like six clients right off the bat. Oh my God. You said if you hadn't done this, you'd still be, you'd be working in a call center. Do you think that's true? I think so. I don't have a lot of options in my town. My husband has told me multiple times that his work, which is a really cool place and has remote jobs, was hiring and that he wanted to put my name in. And I was just like, no, I don't want to do that. 
like we're stuck in the house every single hour of every day. I don't want to work with you two, you yeah. know? <laughs> so that didn't happen. But yeah, there just wasn't like, like the jobs here I wouldn't apply for. And I like now I feel like I would totally be down to like convert kit. They're here. Click funnels are Boise based too. Like oh. there's more marketing places here and opportunities that I now feel like I 1000% qualify for and have more confidence to just throw an application in if I ever wanted to. I don't right now. Yeah. But like I have that ability now where before it was like, okay, I managed a coffee shop for like 11 years. I don't want to do that again. I don't want to smell like coffee when I come home every day. And then like the previous work that I did just didn't pay well. So mm-hmm. like I could probably find something for it, but I would definitely be probably working at a call center because that's what's here. So now that you've been in business three years, like you're feeling what I heard Like you will put your name in the hats that you want and you will say yes to bigger opportunities you never would have thought of a couple years ago. 100%. Like I don't think that I would be, like there's that statistic like where girls often don't apply for a job unless they 100% Mm -hmm. are like qualified for it. Like screw that statistic for me now. It'd be like, I feel like I have interviewed enough people that I probably would do really great in HR interviews. And I know what I'm capable of. And I wouldn't apply for something if I didn't think I could do the job. So like, why wouldn't you hire me? You know? Yeah. I was talking with someone over on Instagram and that whole like, charge what you're worth. Like that really pisses people off. But you know what they're trying to say is what you just said right now. Like seeing the value that you bring to the table. It's not necessarily that we can price cap you, but coming to the table knowing you're good at what you do and that you deserve to be paid well for all of the skills, everything you've brought to the table, all of the knowledge you've collected and all of the training. So how freaking beautiful, like you're a badass. <laughs> Did you look into any other programs or services before you enrolled? And just to, just to disclose, my course was called something else when yes. you went through it. And I called it the virtual assistant crash course. And so it's funny to hear you talk about using the work group as a crash course, because that was my intention. How quickly can I get people up to speed so they can speak the lingo and know what's going on and then come back and use it as a reference and a resource? Because it's fast. It's a doozy. I have had to extend it. I have nailed down the title. The job title is now marketing assistant, which before it was like digital media VA. Your course was the same bones as this one. Yeah. I did not look anywhere else. Like your targeted ad is the thing that got me. Like I would not have looked anywhere else. And even looking at like the marketing that your competitors are doing now, nothing I've ever seen since then has been aligned to any value or anything that I would like want to click on. I would just think like, oh, this is just like another MLM, you know? Yeah. Yours, like you appealed to the go-getter And like the ability that like I can do the work and I can do it well and people want to like reward that. And like, I'm smart about how I go about it. Like I can figure it out, right? You're not appealing to the stay at home mom on the couch, you know, wanting to watch Netflix and earn a quick buck so that they can go get eyelash extensions, right? You're wanting to empower smart women and professionals who are probably just burnt out, just done with like the corporate life. And like, you're providing another way for them to use their skills and do it on their terms. And I think that's like the gold and glitter of your messaging, at least for me when you did that ad, that like, you weren't trying to sell me a lie. It was yeah. literally like, business owners need help. I'm like, yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> I can help. Yeah, great. Let's do it. Let me help you. <laughs> How did I know they need help? They were coming to me and trying to hire me and I was booked out. And then I didn't have enough space in my agency. I didn't have enough good people to refer them. So I was like, I guess I'll train them. I guess I'll teach them. Because like that was the bleeding moment for me was sitting at that one conference, being inundated by business owners, all wanted to hire me. And I was like, I'm already tapped out. My husband's about to deploy. (laughs) Like there's no possible way you can work with me right now. So 
what irks you the, the most about this VA world or industry or whatever we call it? I think it's the idea that, okay, well, like, first off, like, VA is a catch-all, right? Even when we were going through your original course and it was called the VA Crash Course, I never called myself a VA. Mm-mm. because I came from like a background where like we hired VAs and it was all just like basically somebody who made sure your finances and like ordered you like airline tickets. Right. Prior to that, I'm like building, you know, websites and stuff under the term of assistant. And I was just like, this is crap. So when we started going into it and, you know, I think you started posing the question, like, what should we call ourselves? Yeah. And I think at that point I was already saying like, I'm a digital strategist because that was the term I was familiar with working from like a corporate job coming in, like I do digital strategy. Okay. That makes more sense. So like I'm a digital strategist and implementer. That's what I would call myself. So like, I think that catch all that like VAs are, you know, like, low price point task rabbits that are just gonna do what you tell them to do. I think that's the part where I get frustrated and like I tried to correct people I'm like, hey I'm not a VA. Like I'm a digital marketing, you know, strategist. Like trying to get them comfortable with that term because I think it's like a like gives you more dignity for your role. Because mm-hmm. like I'm a business owner, I'm a freelancer, I'm not just doing scheduling for your social media like that is kind of like you know assistant position but like there's no like strategy or thought behind it to move forward it's the like the being called a va and watching like big name people say hire a va and spend twenty dollars an hour and it's like hey that's not realistic please don't give them like a price quote of how much it's going to cost. Cause that's what they're going to think it is like inflation. Like, I'm sorry. Like, let's talk about like the 30% taken away for taxes and what I need to do for like healthcare and like, Oh cool. I get $10 an hour. Maybe by the time you like take out all the self-employment and everything that like, that's not sustainable. And so like, I always say like, I don't charge an arm and a leg, but if my arm broke, I'd like to be able to fix it, you know? <laughs> so, like, like, let's show what we're worth and, like, let's get past that time money mindset. Like, I might be a little bit more than a person starting off, but I also come with experience and I come with, like, a track record, proven strategy and, like, can pivot you and do something quicker than probably the person starting off who still has to, like, reference certain things to make sure that they're doing it correctly right so it's like do you value your time or do you value your money and that's where i think like when you start calling somebody a va it's just it's kind of like a derogatory term yeah. i don't know if that's the word but it just like cheapens the whole entire ability to be a freelancer in this space and like feel confident in choosing what you want if the mindset is always just like oh it's a va it's like you know 12 dollars an hour yeah. I always hated that. My clients would call me a VA. I'm like, what? At first I was like, what's that? And I'm not your little assistant. I'm not your beck and call. I was do always doing marketing work. So that always annoyed me. And I'm like, I'm the one who's growing your email list and, you know, nurturing your audience. Like, it's so hard for me to tell people that my UDMA school gets your foot in the door with that assistant role, but very quickly. It's just like the way you get your toe in. And once you do, like, opportunities open and it's so much more than being an assistant. Yeah. And there's like a cycle with it too. Like I think the reason why I booked out so quickly at first was because I was undercharging because I didn't know better. Right. Mm -hmm. So the person that I offloaded the first was the one who I charged the lowest amount for and they questioned and nickel and dined me the whole entire time I worked with them. That just brings up the knowledge that comes with working with clients and why you need someone in your back pocket to talk to and know, like, is this normal? Do I put up with this? Because at the beginning, it's easy to question yourself. You're balancing that. I work with clients. I'm also my own business owner, but I do need to keep them happy because it is part of this marketing ecosystem that I get good testimonials. And it is a fine line. And when you don't know what you're doing at the beginning, 
it's scary. And I think that has been one of the reasons why I had started this community is I didn't have that growing up. And you know that growing up, you get me growing up with my business. I work for somebody for way too long for $20 an hour and I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. And I was happy for a long while until it started to feel somewhat abusive and taking advantage of. But it, it started with me. I could have stood up for myself earlier. And I just knew that if that was happening to me, if these other business coaches are encouraging cheap VA labor, if they're encouraging people to go overseas, people who should probably never start a business in the first place because they don't have the capital to do it. They don't realize the the money and the time it takes to run a business. I feel like we should do a whole talk on like ideal clients and walk through that because it it is a trip. Yeah. I mean, I think it also like I get, yeah, like I think it's hard being the service provider and like wanting to show up because you know so many people have been burnt, right? Mm-hmm. So you feel for the client But at the same time, the client has these weird expectations for you. Like there was one person recently that I did actually do a discovery call with this year from the work group that I was like, okay, this could be really cool. And when we got onto the phone, like the chat, she directed the whole entire thing and just like took 100% over. And I'm just like, well, at this time, like, I actually don't think we're going to be a great fit. And you can just see like, she was just like, what? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, because you know what you want. And like, you need a yes person. You don't need somebody to yeah. come in and like question or help strategize. You just need a yes person. Please go find a different VA. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not your person. And that's like the red flag of like, okay, if you're going to come in and tell me what to do, like, I'm not partnering with you. I'm now your employee. And that's not what I am. Yeah. Amazing. And there is a perfect time and place. Maybe that's a situation where it is an overseas VA could come in while they're sleeping and get it done. You know, get a block of hours with them. You know exactly what you want. Great. Yeah, you can find it elsewhere. But yeah, like, just the amount of like, you see who cares. Like, that's also why I'm like, so particular about who I work with is because I want to build like you said, like my name, and my reputation. I don't want bad juju or vibes from it, right? I want to make sure everybody's 100% satisfied. It's probably from working at the coffee shop as long as I did that like, I just say yes. And that, you know, I'm here to provide an uplifting experience to everybody's daily life. Like that is ingrained into me. So like, I want to be working in businesses and working with people that value their business and value people and are not just trying to build their sales and just hit 10k months and all of those like marketing jerks. I want people who are passionate about what they're working with and like wanting to help others on their journey or whatever. So I tend to align with more teachable, I want to say clients, like clients who do offer like a service and teach and, and help in some sort of way. I want like, you know, I think more of that human humanity element into it. And it's probably the background of, you know, comparative religion coming through too. Like, yeah, like I want to see more like human transformation and changes with my clients. So that's why I'm a little bit more picky because I want loyalty. I want longevity with them and I want like good work to come out. Yeah. And I call that the ripple effect. I did not coin that, but your work with your client. It does affect their clients, their customers, and you make that impact in the world. And that's why if, like, time is precious. It's not infinite. And so you get to pick and choose what mission you're supporting. Like how amazing to find one that's aligned with what your deepest values are and how you show up. I love it. Yes. What's the biggest thing that's changed in your life since starting a freelance marketing business? Well, I can make a joke about going to Walt Disney World, but that has yet to happen. (laughs) Instead, I don't have anxiety worrying about whether we're going to be able to pay the bills each month. You know, I could just have that like kick to the curb now that like I have steady income and I have client work that is so consistent that, you know, I'm currently like maybe working 50 hours a month right now and surpassing all income goals that I have for myself. And like, I don't worry about it because like, 
I know how to get clients when I need them. And I haven't had to do that in a while. But I have the resources now. I have the confidence that, you know, I'm doing this work and I'm going to be able to pivot and bounce back and trust the process through it. Oh my God, that's so good and so freaking empowering. You can go out there and you can scoop up the work and make more money at any freaking time. Oh my gosh, this has been so fun. Will you share everyone where to connect with you? Yeah, so I'm best reached at BrittanyGardnerCreative.com. You can find me on Instagram at BrittanyGardnerCreative. My website is probably going to be the best place and you might be able to get a fun freebie if you use Squarespace. Ooh, nice. And do you have any parting words for someone who's on the fence about starting a business, investing in their own skills to be able to do what you've done? If you believe you have the skills and you are somebody who knows how to pivot and can make things happen for yourself and you're scared, you 100% should just go for it and just take that leap because you will find it will be scary, but come find Emily, find the work group, find, you know, reach out to me more than happy to help, you know, walk you through the first year of towing that line. Like if you're scrappy, you're going to figure it out and you shouldn't be doubting. Like it will happen to you. The amount of people needing jobs, like when Emily said it at first, I thought like, oh, she's probably like, you know, overestimating, but having been within the work group and just seeing other Facebook groups and things I'm a part of, how many jobs are out there there's always somebody looking for help and if you can be the person that helps you're gonna get paid i love it why should someone take the unicorn digital marketing assistant school versus any other general va course what's the number one reason you learn the hard skills like you want to know about active campaign you want to know about kajabi you want to know about these things so that you can sell yourself to the clients if you're just going into one of these other courses that just promises you like, oh, we'll show you how to set up your like LLC or like, you know, get a PayPal account. That's not preparing you to do the work. The Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistive School prepares you to actually do work, serve clients and be like camera ready. Like the moment, even before you graduate, you're, you're on your way versus some of these courses that like, okay, thanks for, you know, playing and checking out and like, leave you to the wolves, right? Like you have community, you have support, like you just need to ask for it and you will receive like the amount of people within that group who are going to cheer you on and be excited for you. Like it's ridiculous. And like, you're just going to like the difference is like night and day to the other, other groups. Okay. Thanks for being here. We will go see you over on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you found this episode helpful, if you liked it, if you like the story of church worker to digital marketer, <laughs> will you tag Brittany and I on Instagram and let us know? It is so fun to share these freelancer stories so you can get insight from other unicorns and you can accelerate your learning, accelerate your business. Get with those bigger fish clients sooner and align with people who respect you and value you and encourage you, right? That's the story here. If you're listening to this podcast before we've closed the doors to UDMA school, go grab your seat now. And then if you are listening to this later and you want to be in a group with people like Brittany and myself, please apply for a digital marketers work group. This is a community for marketing service-based providers. So if you're a marketing assistant, a creative specialist, a tech VA, marketing automation, if you're a strategist, this is the group for you to scoop up client work, get referred, but also get better with your marketing services, stay in the loop and be constantly honing, refining, and being the teammate who brings ideas back to the table. It's $47 a month. We have a monthly training We have a happy hour, but really it's your community 
of unicorns who have the same big goals that you do. And you're more likely to achieve your goals if you're surrounded by other high achievers. If you have people holding you accountable and motivating you and inspiring you, and this will encourage you to show up for big ways in your business. Because I know you want to be at that place where you're working with the 200K plus business owners. You want the 500K plus business owners. You're ready to shed the clients that aren't serving you anymore, who aren't giving you the big wins that you need, and to move on to the bigger client pond. This is how we do it. We work inside and outside of our business. We perfect our services and we encourage each other. So go apply. Link is in the show notes. And again, reach out to Brittany and I if you love this episode. What was your biggest aha? Have you been in a situation like hers? How are you getting through it if you're in it right now? We want to hear from you. I'll see you next week on Unicorns Unite. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Okay, so we'll start off with, um, <laughs> this is so awkward for me when it's like people I know well too. You've witnessed the uh, toxic toxicity. I can say that word. I'm smart. From not having anxiety of when I'm going to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. <laughs>